This is the Creative Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Lopez. Hope you enjoy this podcast. It's set up and designed for coaches, leaders, and influencers to share their stories and inspire others to share their stories as well. That we can all learn together as a community and get better every day. So thank you for listening to season two. Today's guest is Darnell Smith. Coach Smith is the inaugural athletic director at Texas A&M San Antonio. We talked to him today about acknowledging those who've helped you to get where you're at and then paying that forward. We talk about building a program from scratch and how to know your why. I hope you enjoy this podcast and you look to get better every day. Welcome to the podcast, Coach. Happy to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Coach Smith, uh, I thank you so much for coming on. I know you yeah, stepping into this new position there at Texas A&M San Antonio as the athletic director. And, uh, you know, kind of still, you know, in, if it, in its way, you know, before it's even its infancy, you know, having to piece things together. I know you're a busy guy. I know you're still pursuing your doctorate as well. You're, you're just a bit, you got a family, so much going on in your life. So I do appreciate you taking some time to be with us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. So coach, I want to start off the way I start off every podcast in that. How are you introduced to athletics in general? Well, in general, um, it started off back when I was really about 10 years old. Uh, my dad was in the Air Force and we were stationed or he was stationed um, at Blackland Air Force Base, and that's where I really cut my teeth. So when I was about 10 years old, that's when I, I was involved in little leagues and youth leagues and um, started playing basketball, really started understanding what this, what this thing meant, um, and, I, and I realized that I had a passion for it. Um, that progressed, so I did a lot of, um, played a lot of uh, inner city leagues. I played for Columbia, Columbia. Um, uh, and uh, played for the Charles and, and, and the Bandit. Yeah. I could go into a lot of stories there for those <laughs> that, <laughs> that yeah. understand what yeah. that means. But but that really fueled me. And I was like, man, I, I love this. Uh, so I, I played basketball also. And, and, it, and then when I got to high school, I continued with athletics. And I, I realized that athletics was something that if I do it, I have a passion for it. But it, it can also um, – be very beneficial beneficial for me down the road and i just stuck with it that's awesome coach i like what you you brought up columbia man i played pop Absolutely. i grew up playing pop Warner right since i was eight years old and uh <laughs> we saw the columbia guys and we thought man they don't got a way in they can be whatever way oh man i don't know man those guys are tough you know that was kind of our mindset kind of growing up as kids but yeah yeah it, yeah I'll, I'll add to that it, it was a little bit different so it, it works in your favor if you are uh, bigger, but there were some, there were some big boys even for me. I was like, <laughs> I was like, how, how old are they again? <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Birth certificates, birth certificates. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no, I completely, completely sympathize with that, man. So, coach, what was your experience as an athlete coming up through high school? Uh, it was a fantastic experience. Um, so, I played at two different high schools. Um, first one being. Blackland, um, which uh, changed its name to uh, Virginia Allred. 
but so I played basketball and also ran track for them and they didn't have a football team. They were just a class A school. Uh, my first two years, freshman and sophomore year was at Wackland. We got to the postseason in basketball and I, at some point I thought I was going to be a basketball player. It's actually one of my first loves and, and, uh, but I had a great coach there that said, Darnell, I, I could see good things in you. If you could ever play football one day, you should do it. Yeah. And I, and I think to myself, like, well, I, I can't really control that, but I can control what I can. Uh, and so, uh, so my dad eventually moved off of, um, off of base. And I had an opportunity once he did that to go to a high school. So I went from a class A to a five A school that being, um, uh, half high school. I was about to say the William Howard's half high school. There you go. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, to all my, my, my Raiders out there. Yeah. But uh, so went to this half and there uh, played basketball under Coach Osterman and then played football under uh, Coach uh, Lee Bridges. And I got to tell you, that just the individuals there were so fantastic. They believed in me and, and they saw some potential that I never saw. But, and they put me in positions to be successful. Um, not just athletically, but academically. So I, I had a fantastic time. We, you know, we played together as a unit. At least in football, we had this motto called 60 hearts, one heartbeat." I think uh, Texas eventually, uh, I would say, borrowed that from us because <laughs> uh-huh. they had that same motto. I think when they won the national championship in '05. Yeah. Um, at some wow. point, but um, but nonetheless, we we believed in that, and that that's what helped us get to the state championship. Uh, we were uh, in football. We weren't picked to do much of anything uh, in 2001. Um, we were picked fifth in the district, and I think they had John Marshall, high, uh, John Marshall, ahead of us in a few other schools. But uh, we didn't win district. But the eventuality is we got through the state championship, uh, playing against teams like uh, Parolin, playing against teams uh, in Corpus Christi, uh, Judson. And so that's that family unit. So I had a fantastic time and lots of great experiences. No, it sounds like a great experience, Coach, especially be able to play for a state championship. That is something that in Texas is highly coveted just to be in, just to be at the game, really. Uh, you know, people don't understand, you know, sometimes Texas football and how, I don't know, just how grand it is and how much of a religion it is to a degree. And, uh, right. so, yeah, just to have that opportunity to be able to be in that game, play that game, compete, really, in that game. So, yeah, great, good stuff, Coach. Now, when it comes to, to, to coaching and or athletic administration, you know, who influenced you to kind of go into that after college? Um, so, during my the tail end of my career um, as a student athlete at Oklahoma State, um, I, I was thinking about the next steps. Um, I, like a lot of individuals who probably work in athletics or are affiliated with athletics, not just collegiate, um, always talk about what can I do for the next generation or how can I influence uh, future generations like yourself. Yeah. Um, and, and so I had that same goal and passion. I said, look, I, I, I can do things. I, I, w- I want to have the ability to help people get to wherever they want to go to build leaders. Um, so while I was a student athlete, I sought an opportunity to do an internship. I went up to some of the senior administrators at Oklahoma State, uh, one in particular, a guy by the name of Scott Williams, who was the senior associate athletic director of, of compliance. And, I, and, I, and he, he was a mentor, and I said to him, I said, what's, what's the quickest way I could become an athletic director, right? I mean, we're all looking for these shortcuts. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like, there's this, this no shortcuts, <laughs> but, 
but nonetheless, he said compliance. He told me compliance touches everything, um, and it does. I mean, you look at the you look at athletics. It's like everything runs through compliance. Uh, whether it doesn't matter uh, whether you be a donor, whether it be uh, a student athlete, whether it be an academics, even if you're a janitor, everything yeah, has to yeah. run through compliance if you want to be involved with athletics. And that's like, well, this is great. So he he's really uh, the individual that kind of sparked this and, and saw some potential in me uh, that I did not see, in addition to my family, for sure. Uh, but within the athletic department, he's really the one that said, Darnell, I think you can do this. Um, and then he put me in contact with other individuals that, uh, that, that helped me get to where I'm at. Um, and so it, it just it just progressed from there, and I'm, I'm forever indebted to him because he believed in me. And, you know, I in turn want to believe in, in someone else to give them opportunity. Yeah, no, Coach, you're, you're saying something there that's uh, empowerment, uh, you know, kind of building on the shoulders of giants, if you will, at times. And t- Absolutely. And, and taking that perspective into like, hey, I'm going to pay this forward. I know it was done for me, and I, and I just, you know, I want to – to me, the greatest sign of a great leader and the, the most telltale sign of a great leader is when they can multiply themselves into somebody else and into others, and I think that's kind of part of that, that idea. And uh, so like you're talking about compliance, you know, when I've, when I've sent all the kids I've sent to play college basketball, the first thing, you know, well, not the first thing, first thing they want to know is about grades. Uh, The second thing (laughs) is when they want to go on a visit, it's like every coach says, got to check with my compliance, got to check with my compliance. I send them the transcript, got to check with my compliance. So yeah, yeah, I became very uh, comfortable with talking to compliance officers. And so I do, I, I do see it and I do hear what you're saying. So, it's a yeah. great stuff, man, to, to know that you kind of took that route. And like you said, there's no easy route to becoming an athletic director. It, no, not at all. In, at any level. I mean, I've been a, I've been an athletic director for the last 11 years at the high school level. And it's just, you know, either I don't know. Sometimes I don't even know how I got there. I'm like, how did I get here? But, uh, you know, it just take, it takes a lot of hard work and just patience. So, yeah, that's good stuff, Coach. Uh, yeah. So I want to ask you about – here again, Texas A&M University, y'all going into NAIA. Uh, how excited are you to step into that, uh, tr- that being a true program build from scratch? How, how excited are you, Coach? Oh, I'm tremendously excited. I mean, this, this is a rare opportunity that only comes around once every, I don't know, blue moon, so to speak, yeah. filling the time frame. I mean, you don't really see it. Yeah. And for and for it to be my hometown, um, I was like, you know, if if I was able to get this opportunity, I was thinking to myself before when I was just looking at the job, I was like, I know I could do great things here because, you know, this is my city. This these yeah. are my people. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it means a lot to me. Um, I, I want to see this thing uh, grow and be successful. So uh, now that I'm here, I'm tremendously excited uh, beyond belief. And you know this. With any type of role, there are challenges as you go into it. Yeah. But the, the fact is, we got a, a good group of uh, staff and individuals, and we're facing these challenges like many across the country uh, head on. Yeah. Um, but even with even with it, uh, it doesn't slow down our enthusiasm for building this thing and doing something great for the city of San Antonio, for the community, and especially for our students um, here at AM San Antonio who who wanted to see this thing happen. Yeah. No, you're. Uh, you know, here again, being a native and a current resident of San Antonio, I can tell you the the community and living 
I live probably 15, yeah, 10 minutes via 410 from there. And uh, I can tell you the community is excited. The community will have buy-in uh, because the south side of San Antonio is always about what do we get? What do we have? The north side has everything. What are we getting? And this is just something we can add to that. We don't, you know, we don't have to drive to, to here and there to see uh, athletic competition at the collegiate level. We, right. We're going to have it in our backyard. And I think that's uh, super exciting. So I, I hear what you're saying. And it's like student engagement, community engagement, all that's going to be huge. And, you know, hearing, hearing the enthusiasm in your voice, I'm pretty sure you're going to get it done. And that's, uh, that's exciting, Coach. Let you just hit, like, here again, just from a fellow San Antonian. Sounds exciting. So what drew you to Texas A&M, besides it being your hometown here in San Antonio, knowing that you had other opportunities in the past? Yeah, well, you know, I, you know I'm a very, uh, I would say I'm a faith-based guy, uh, for sure. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, I believe that the, I believe that the good Lord uh, was leading me in this direction. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a scripture that I, I kind of hold dear to my heart in addition to uh, a lot of other scriptures, but that's, that's Proverbs 3, uh, 5 through 7, yeah. uh, where it talks about the trust. Yeah, lean uh, you got to trust. understanding, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And be not wise in thine own eyes. So, so for me, um, uh, for me, it's like, you know, I, I have faith, and I, I believe that the Lord was leading me um, in this direction. You know, opportunities, yes, I, I've had other opportunities uh, in the past, and um, it, didn't, it didn't work out. And, you know, when you question yourself, uh, you know, how come this didn't happen? How come that didn't happen? Um, I put all that to, uh, aside knowing that, you know, I put all, all this in his good hands. Yeah. And uh, he, he has led me here. Uh, so in addition to, to that, I mean, the, just seeing the campus and understanding the, the, uh, the direction that it's going and the potential for its growth and, and just, you know, where, you know, seeing the master plan was exciting. And I wanted to be a part of that. Um, I, I know that it's a program that's in its infancy, um, but I do believe that uh, there's a lot of great things I can add to this university in addition to just athletics. As mentioned, uh, um, you know, I'm working on my doctorate. And so one day I do hope that um, I can, once I get things settled, that I hope that I can teach. I want to wow. be a professor. Wow. Um, so, so I will see that doctor to fruition, and I hope that um, I can kind of build some things and contribute in other ways here on campus. So it's just, for me, it's a win-win. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, so when I was looking at the job, I was like, it's, it's, it's just, I feel like the good Lord is taking me here. I, my family's excited about it. It's my hometown, obviously. Um, you know, my boss, my wife, uh, she was excited about it. And uh, so everything was saying yes, and I'm just glad it worked out. No, coach, you're you're uh, you're taking the right perspective. And when I hear a coach or I hear any any individual say I was led to do it, uh, that just leads me to kind of key in on that our spirit man is probably more influential than we even know. In that right. in that we are all spiritual beings having a human experience. And we kind of got to yeah. key into that and be sensitive to that and have an ear to hear it because if not, we can make the wrong decisions, wrong choices. But, you know, like you're saying, man, that's, uh, that's huge because then it's more of, it's not just a job. It's a mission. It's a, it's going to be a lifestyle. It's a passion. And then to hear, right. you, and then hear you say you want to be a professor as well. That's, that's fantastic coach. Great goals. 
uh, speak it into existence, all that, Coach. That's great. Now, absolutely. Now, given your past experiences, Coach, as a compliance officer and working as as the assistant ads here and there, uh, uh, what? How do you feel like that's going to serve you well moving forward? Yeah. So, yeah, given my experience as a as a compliance administrator and and insert other jobs because they're like, hey, Darnell, do this and. I did it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, I, you know, from a compliance perspective, uh, building the infrastructure, um, laying the, the groundwork uh, or the foundation for this uh, athletics department, you know, compliance will serve me well in that because it's all, at the end of the day, I mean, you got to have the rules, you got to have the regulations, you got to understand the parameters yeah. in which you, you can work with in order to build the department. And so my expertise in that back, uh, in that, um, and that, that field uh, will definitely be well here. I know that the rules are different between NCAA and NAIA. However, um, I do believe that uh, I now have a critical eye um, yeah. that can allow for me to be able to ask the right questions and, um, and, and, and build this thing so that uh, it, you know, we're putting our best foot forward, knowing how to hire the right people, uh, knowing how to be uh, nimble in times of, adversity like right now yeah. uh, you know knowing how to work with and connect with others because as a compliance administrator i had to um not only work within athletics and coaches but i'm talking about i had to work with the president i had to work with the vps i had to work with the, the deans i had to work with faculty i had to work with student body i had to work with uh, title nine so i work with everyone across campus for my role as compliance and now um during times like this, you still got to be able to build those relationships and work with people. Um, in addition to my other responsibilities, uh, overseeing um, a budget, overseeing uh, Title IX, doing, uh, working with the student-athlete development, all these things um, will serve me well during these times as we build it uh, because I know how to relate to the coaches whenever they're recruiting uh, student-athletes or prospective student-athletes. I know what kind of messaging we could we could tell them, yeah. or how we communicate during times of crisis or need right now. And I know how to put the bigger picture uh, to the forefront, so that you know we're not, um, you know, so that so that we are understanding the the pulse of the community, um, and we're able to be empathetic to to everything going on around, and you know how we can uh, chip in um, and help. So compliance really serves, like I said, it touches everything. Um, and so my background will definitely help me uh, right now as I continue to build this uh, amid this pandemic. Yeah, fantastic, Coach. It kind of goes back to what you said about your coaches at Taft. Uh, you know, they put you in positions to succeed. And that's kind of what, what you're talking about, building that, that proper infrastructure to help people succeed. Because if you don't have the right infrastructure, foundation, whatever, people are going to fail. And they're going to wonder why... Well, they might not wonder why they're failing, but everybody else may. And it's, the, it's you know, the in-house stuff. We all know within the office, within, within our programs, you know, why things are failing. It's just people don't want to admit it. But when you, you do things the right way, you do your due diligence, uh, you're going to set up those people and put them in a position to succeed. So I like what you said about having a critical eye, too, because that's, that's something in, in uh, you know, post-secondary education. They talk about, you know, critical thinking, critical thinking. Also have a critical eye. Know what you're looking for. Know what to look for. Uh, right. How to look at things. So, very important. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So, Coach, 
I, I know you've talked a little bit about, you know, how excited you are, family, but what, you know, on a, on a big level, impact-wise, community service, all that, what does this opportunity mean to both you and your family? I mean, it, it means the world, uh, you know, from a, you know, I, I look at this to say that, you know, I, no one, I didn't have a crystal ball um, to be able to see any of this happening, but I know that when the conversations first started about this being a possibility, um, looking into that crystal ball, uh, my family uh, was, was excited. I mean, they, they were they were to the moon and back. <laughs> awesome. Um, and, and not just here in, in San Antonio. I mean, my family in uh, Oklahoma City and then my family in Philadelphia, my family uh, in, in Florida, my family um, uh, all across you know, the, the country. Wow. Uh, they're very supportive. Um, you know, it's, 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 um, I would say from my, from my perspective, I, my hope is to have a, a, a legacy, uh, a, a legacy, not just for myself, because my family also extends to, um, you know, those individuals in high school. Yeah. Yeah. My family ex- extends to, um, Sam Rayburn, where I went to uh, middle school That's for a little bit. Uh, yeah. yeah. It extends to Lackland. I mean, my family and my friends. I mean, it, this is this is for everyone. So when I talk about a legacy and just getting the support, I mean, there's individuals from across the city that um, have come up to me and said, "Hey, man, I'm glad that you're back." You know, colleagues of mine from from back in high school and, and middle school. So so for me, it's huge. It's huge. It's monumental, um, and it's something that I hope can spark. Uh, um, you know, some encouragement for others and, and show that, look, uh, anyone can do this. And if they know me, they know that, you know, you work hard, you put in the time and, you know, you can accomplish your goals and dreams. And that's what I hope that people see whenever they see me here, my family and friends and everyone connected. That's great, Coach. You you said a lot there in that you're, it's not just about you. It's not just about your family to, you know, like your immediate family. This is about a community, a city, and, uh, you know, the relationships we build. That's kind of, I'm big on relationships. And so, like, you're talking about relationally how much that means to you and the people that you're connected to. And that's right. and that's really a motivator. And uh, so that's great, Coach. I, it's really, really solid to hear that. Now, how do you look to help? Because you talked about helping others. How do you look to help and empower others to have the same opportunities you've had, Coach? By doing everything, well, I, well to help and empower others to have the same opportunities I have, I, 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 I hope to do everything I possibly can to be uh, accessible. I know that times like this, it's, it's crazy busy. Yeah. Um, I, I'm trying to get back to emails. I apologize for those that I haven't gotten back to <laughs> yet. That's listening in. Yeah. Uh, or or phone calls, but you know, I, you know, I I try to make myself available uh, to be able to help, and whatever that means. If if someone's trying to become an athletic director, then I'm trying to give them uh, some knowledge, some tips, everything that I've learned, uh, and I'm spending time with them to sit down and talk with them. Uh, my coaches, whatever they want to achieve, um, I want to make sure that I can give them the resources and to be successful. Uh, I've had individuals contact me on LinkedIn, uh, people I, I've never even known or met. <laughs> and they, they say, well, hey, I, 
you know, I like your story or, Hey, uh, um, I, I read your bio and, and I want to do what you do, or I want to become an athletic director. And you know what I said was, here's my number. Um, let's find some time to connect. And I've spoken with a handful of them, um, to, to give my opinion. And I've also spoken with coaches that one, they asked about, well, Hey, what about jobs? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Which understandable. I get it. Um, but then they also talk about, you know, they wanted to get to know me, build a connection and relationship. So for me, um, you know, I'm, I'm always willing and able to help to the degree that I can. Um, and, um, you know, because it's, it's not just, it's, Sure, I, I you know I got the job and I'm I'm trying to do great things, but you know together we succeed. So when I always say to people, and it may be cliche, uh, when you win, I win. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. So so that's that's, that's what I'm yeah, and that's what I'm trying to do uh, right now because you know this thing is growing. I don't know what to what the future is going to hold. I know what we're projected um, to be able to bring on additional sports uh, down the road, but you know it's. It's like I want to make sure that I can continue to build relationships and help people because who knows they may find their opportunity, uh, their golden opportunity, and to say that I've been helpful is only allowed me to, to uh, meet my my why and my passion to be able to help lead others. You said something there, Coach, just right now about your why. I think everybody in when you deal with young people in athletics and uh, at whatever level. If you don't know your why, you shouldn't do what you do. I guess that's probably the best way to put it, uh, because then you're kind of doing it aimlessly or for selfish reasons. I don't know, but you know, you're, you're talking about you know the accessibility. Accessibility is in 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 the professional world is key, especially when you're looking to somebody for advice, mentorship. You know, kind of hey, give me your blueprint. And it may not be the same for me, but. Uh, right. I just like to see how I could possibly do it. So accessibility and people being able to, to have uh, phone chats, FaceTime, whatever, that's key and that's golden. So, yeah, that's uh, that's great. that's really good of you to do that because that doesn't happen very often. So, yeah, I, and I and I and I and I like doing it when when I have the time to do it. So, I yeah, it, to me, it's, it, it's great. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That, that, that really is a sign of, of uh, I don't know. Leadership, yes, but also you have nothing to hide, and that's uh, that's also something to look at because we all we always look at people that are inaccessible, and it seems like, well, what do you have to hide? Why can't we just, you know, I don't need you, I don't need you for the whole day. Can we just talk? And uh, it's kind of one of those things, and then you come to find out, well, they got where they got because of this, that, and the third. They really didn't, you know. And I guess that's what right. people are hiding a lot of times too. So, Coach, right. yeah, given the current state of affairs, like we talked about, the, the pandemic and, and things here in society, social distancing and kind of having not being able to be on campus with people yet, uh, what are you valuing most at this time? So, for me, I'm, I, personally, I'm valuing making sure that uh, health and safety of, of everyone, um, my, you know, my family and, and my extended family, um, ensuring that we're doing the responsible thing for uh, community and for prospective student athletes, like we're all facing this this challenge together. Yeah. And um, you know, the this is certainly uh, an anomaly, of, yeah. to say the least. Yeah. But you know, at the same time, um, you know, what's most important is that we are adhering to uh, the recommended guidelines and and the directive from the president and from other uh, leaders 
to ensure that uh, we are doing the best that we can to, as I say, flatten this thing, and so we can we can get back to uh, some normalcy or some some, some version of um, our reality from what we've known. Yeah. Um, but in order, you know, but at the end of the day, you know, athletics is great, but um, it, it it comes second always to the health and well-being and doing what we can to ensure that people are safe and and, uh, and secure. So that's that's where my focus is at, but also uh, being ready to uh, get back into the groove whenever things um, do flatten out, having that plan of action so yeah. that we can uh, hit the ground running um, or have a plan of action to make sure that we are prepared uh, for the next steps whenever we are able to uh, get that green light move forward. Awesome, Coach. Like we said about having a plan of action, there's no downtime in this thing. Uh, right. Some people may feel like right now is the downtime. Right now is the time to, to get ready and prepare yourself and to stay ready, as they say. You don't have to get ready if you stay ready. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, I think that's... <laughs> You're reading my mind right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, uh, that, that just that permeates with me all the time because I always hear people say, well, are we ready? Do you think we're ready? Do you think this, you know, I stay ready, man. <laughs> like That's the only way to do it. Like if you're not thinking about it, you're not meditating on it, uh, what you need to do, what you need to take care of. Like my family is what I meditate on. Uh, and Absolutely. You know what I mean? And so whatever, whatever comes, I'm not surprised. I'm not thrown off. I'm just ready. I'm ready to respond and not react. And uh, this is the highest form of vigilance and preparedness. Uh, so coach, uh, here again, we talked about the why, right? And so I would ask you, why do you do what you do? Well, I do what I do, simply put, because someone believes in me enough to say, Darnell, I think that you could be a leader. They instilled this and they empowered me to now and challenged me to now um, have a positive impact on others. Yeah. So I do what I do because I want to help future generations uh, or get to wherever they're trying to go, get from point A to point B, whatever that could be, whether it be in athletics, hey, I want to be a coach, or hey, I want to be an athletic director, or I mean, I want to help. And I know that whenever they succeed, I succeed. So I just have this, this passion to be able to help students or help individuals find jobs, to help students or help individuals um, you know, find their passion, their why, and, 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 and get them going on, on their pathway. Um, it, being a trailblazer, uh, I never really thought of myself, but someone, someone said to me, Darnell, you are, you're a trailblazer. Um, you're, and I'm like, well, fantastic. <laughs> because, but, you know, I, I just really want to lead a, leave a pathway for others to follow, yeah. but understanding that, at some point, they're going to have to find their own pathway uh, to their ultimate goals. And helping people find uh, that pathway to their goals is just, it's just so exciting. Yeah. I mean, you can probably hear it in my voice right now. It's yeah. like, it's just, it's just so exciting. Yeah, no, Coach, I, I, I completely sympathize with what you're saying. I, I led a youth group a while back for about four years, and we termed us the Trailblazers Undefeated, meaning <laughs> we're going to blaze a trail and do some things that are different than other youth groups. And we're going to be undefeated in it because we're breaking new ground in certain areas. So how can we lose? <laughs> you know, how can, right. how can you lose, man? And I like what you're saying about when they win, you win. That's a shared vision. 
And uh, that's, that's great. That's what everybody wants is somebody to partner up with them and say, hey, you can do it. I see, I see you able to do it. Let's figure this out together because your success is my success. And, and I think that's kind of what you experienced as well, like you said. And so, yeah, paying that forward, having other people in your sphere of influence to experience that as well is golden. So, yeah, great stuff, man. Really good stuff. So, Coach, yeah. you know, we all have to sacrifice certain things, right? But then sometimes I, when I think about sacrifice, I think maybe it's an investment rather than a sacrifice. So what have you sacrificed or invested to be where you're at today? Well, you know, I, I, I again, I go back to my belief in, you know, being a faith-based individual. Um, I look at things as opportunities, and to your point, uh, investment. Yeah. Um, so surely, yeah, I mean, in, in each step in this journey, there is something that has been left behind. Yeah. Um, I was at my previous institution uh, for um, a decade, and uh, I have a lot of friends and colleagues, um, you know, at my previous institution. But I feel like, uh, again, I was being led uh, to A&M San Antonio, and, and so, you know, as a, as a sacrifice, not necessarily, but kind of leaving my, my, my friends and my colleagues behind to take this uh, journey into the unknown. Um, um, but the investment side, um, you know, it's one taking all that I've I've known and not knowing that I haven't been uh, an athletic director before, but taking on certain responsibilities here or there, uh, and taking that leap of faith. That is the investment. Um, yeah. Being able to move my family, albeit San Antonio is my home, uh, but to take on this, um, uh, I would say, monumental task of building this from scratch and pouring everything that I've learned into it, not knowing, you know, not having seen a blueprint, as you mentioned, uh, not knowing what it should look like, but knowing that this is an opportunity to do something great right now. Um, you know, that is the investment, um, in which you're not really sure of the, um, of the returns yet, but I know that regardless, everything is going to be very rewarding. So, um, so that's, that's what I have to keep in mind, and it excites me because I know that through these challenges and through these opportunities, uh, high risk, high rewards, so yeah. to speak, but I know that there's going to be some great that comes out of this and something uh, magnificent that comes in the end. Yeah, you know, you said something really important. You said fear of the unknown, and, of course, I think it, my I have four daughters, man, so we're at Disney Plus Net all day. And, you know, that song from Frozen 2 came to my mind, first of all. So I had to, I had to dump that, take that thought captive. But uh, when I think about the fear of the unknown, that's kind of what holds a lot of us back in moving forward. Is that fear yeah. that, and, and sometimes we, we see it, well, it's a healthy fear. Well, if it's, if it's in your wheelhouse, it, that's not a healthy fear. You need to go for it. Like what, right. half, half glass full mentality, faith mentality, anything great could happen, like you said. So that, that, that unknown could be the greatest thing to ever happen to you. So I, I just I challenge coaches. I encourage coaches out there listening. Uh, when you have that fear of the unknown, check it. Check it and put it against the wall. Look at it and say to yourself, is this because I'm scared to fail uh, or I'm scared of something so great to happen that uh, I can't handle it? Either way, you got to push forward and push through it. So I appreciate you bringing that up, Coach. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it's really, yeah, absolutely. Really, really important for leadership to understand that. Now, 
what have you learned about yourself throughout your career? Because I it just you can hear again introspection, uh, just always looking at, at self, at self care, and and looking to make yourself better every day as a person, and as as a leader and as an administrator. Uh, what have you learned about yourself, Coach? Well, you know, I I, I believe that everything is a a reflective moment. I think. So I, I have another saying. I say every opportunity is a learning opportunity. And in that learning opportunity, um, you, you know, there's aspects and times that you definitely have to be reflective. Yeah. And I think you will be either way. So what I've learned um, that, one, I can take that leap of faith. I can uh, step into the unknown and challenge myself um, and, and, and get outside of my comfort zone. I think that um, like I, like I mentioned before, when you, when you've been somewhere for a decade, yeah. and I just had to think about that for a second, when you've been somewhere for a decade, um, you know, you get into a comfort zone yeah. and I, I, and it's like you, you get into, you know, the groove and, um, and it's like, you got your systems in place and, and then, uh, you know, it's like, why even think about, uh, uh, taking a risk yeah. or stepping into the, so for me, I've learned that. Uh, I can do that, and not only can I do that, but it's highly rewarding because I, I am a I'm a lifelong learner, and I'm learning so much, and I know that the impact that I can have is so great, um, and it nice. challenges me in ways that uh, allows me to think differently. Uh, even working on my doctorate, um, you know, still seeing that to fruition. I mean, I'm in dissertation for for those listening. I'm. Um, I've uh, already reached what we call the ABD or doctoral candidacy status. So yeah. I'm writing my dissertation as we speak. Wow. Um, but, uh, but nonetheless, I mean, I, I realized that, that, um, you know, my, the, the things that I can control as coach Bridges would, would have talked about back in the high school at Taft and that my coach, uh, they really coach, uh, uh, Gundy uh, has said at uh, Oklahoma state, you know, there's a couple of things that you can control, and other coaches have said this too. I, I know the coaches uh, listening that there's a couple of things you can control, and that's effort and attitude. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can't control playing time. You can't control, uh, you know, the injuries. If you get them, it happens, you know. But your effort, your attitude, and that's what I've learned that if you do control those things, I mean, I mean, your, your outlook is going to be much greater um, when you have a control over the things that you can't control. I, and again, I go back to the serenity prayer, or I go to my faith base when I look at the serenity prayer. You know, uh, you know, to help me accept the things I can, um, I, I, I can't control, or can I control, and the things that I can't control. But having the wisdom to know the difference, uh, I mean, you know, stick to your guns, stick to your core values, and you'll you'll be just successful. You'll be all right. So, for me, um, you know, those are the things that I take with me and. Um, and, and, and what I know about myself that uh, I can do and continue to do. I, I work hard. I know who I am. But uh, the things that I didn't know, I'm starting to find out now. And, and, you know, I stick to my guns and it's all working out. Yeah, you got to stick to your convictions uh, because that's what got you here. And, uh, you know, I like, what you, I, like you, I, I like the fact that you mentioned Coach Gundy because uh, that's uh, – his his little viral clip, uh, just, you know. I turned forty this year, so that just it hit it, it hit real different. So I just had to bring that up. But no, coach, you're uh, you know you talked about always being you know in a reflective state, 
in, in a sense, in that we always got to check ourselves and leadership out there listening, other administrators, other coaches listening, you know, you, you've got to look within and find out, you know, are you doing things for the right reasons? Are you doing your due diligence? Are you truly being for the student athlete? Uh, or, or is it just you're looking down the road? What's next? What's next? What's next? And sometimes we just need to be present in the moment. And as you said, coach, control the controllables. That's so important because we, all, we, we love to worry about what we can't control. And that's futile. And it's, and it's, uh, it's toiling at, that, at the end of the day. So, Coach, my, my last question to you has to do with legacy because you talked about having a legacy and, you know, on, on this show in particular that we always end with a legacy question because we have to begin with the end in mind, so to speak, and yeah. where we see ourselves and how we want to get there and who, we get, who we're going to impact along the way and what they're going to say about us. So I would ask you, Coach, what would you want to be said of you when it's all said and done? That is a great question. Um, no, so for me, I just hope that when it's all said and done, that, um, you know, when, when people look at me, they'll say that Donnell was a a good man, um, that he's a faith-based man. Yeah. And importantly, he's a family man, um, that he did things the right way, that, um, he has impacted a lot of people and that, you know, through, you know, through this, uh, umbrella, so to speak, that, uh, I've been able to influence a lot of future leaders. So then therefore, uh, you know, a, a leader in the industry, a, a lady by the name of Frida Golf, who's just a legend, um, in the athletic world. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, she has said, and the teachers have, some teachers have said this as well, each one, reach one. Yeah. Um, and and, in, and from a teacher perspective, each one, teach one. Yeah. And so for me, and when it's all said and done, you know, and legacy, I hope that, you know, through the influence and things that I've been able to do, one, I've been able to stay steadfast in my convictions and people look at me and understand that I, I've been the same guy, same passionate leader. But I do hope that through each one reach one, that one person has reached another person, has reached another person. And this, um, you know, and hopefully this becomes infectious in a good way. So then therefore, uh, uh, when it's all said and done, I can, I can look to uh, this uh, crowd of individuals to know that uh, we all have one thing in common and that we all work together to be able to help each other. Um, and that's, that's, at the end of the day, that's what it's about. It's about building those relationships and helping the next person be successful. And that's the legacy I hope to see. Coach Smith, I thank you for your time, brother. I really do. I thank you for coming on and sharing your perspective and your heart with us. Uh, just absolutely golden. And so here again, I, I, I pray for you nothing but the best and for a complete success in everything that you set your hands to do. So here again, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And, you know, uh, you know, for all those listening, uh, I do welcome, <laughs> I do welcome everyone to, uh, come visit, uh, the campus, uh, whenever we are able, uh, to get things rock and rolling from the community standpoint and that we get back to some sense of, uh, 
a normalcy. But, you know, it's a beautiful campus. we got great things happening here, uh, especially on the south side of San Antonio. Um, and I look forward to doing great things and, and building uh, future leaders. So I, I just welcome, as soon as we get through this, you know, health and safety first, uh, family first. Um, but, you know, once we come through this together, um, please come out to the campus and, uh, you know, I get a chance to hopefully meet some, some individuals and we can have some conversations. So thank you for having me. No, thank you, Coach.